0: Insulin sensitive means you only need a tiny, tiny bit for it to do its job. You just need a little bit. So you want to be insulin sensitive. So everybody knows that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And we don't want to beat up our insulin. And guys, our bodies tell us it's not like you wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have plenty of warning. I'm Christy Code Red and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And I'm so happy that I'm back with Carrie Thompson's uh, MSNRN, and COO of Code Red. Because, guys, I mean, there were a few days, a few episodes where (laughs) Carrie wasn't here.
1: (laughs) We had a hot minute, didn't we, Christy? But I am so glad to be back. Thank God that I finally solved my rural internet issue. There is a cost. To living out in too. Very true. And I think that it's uh, one of the things I asked when we looked at buying this house was, can I get internet? And how close is the nearest Super Walmart? So, you know, <laughs> we all got to have standards, folks.
0: <laughs> and it's funny because Carrie doesn't travel as much with Code Red. Of course, with COVID, everybody kind of cut down on travel. But I just kind of... It just worked out that you could buy this plantation out in the middle of nowhere with animals and
1: everything because you're just just not gone a whole lot anymore. Right. And it's been nice to be home and it has just worked out really well. And I was just very thrilled to get internet figured out. That was one of my biggest stresses. So now that that is done, I can be back podcasting with you and we have exciting things to talk about, Christy. And this is no
0: exception. I think a lot of you, and we've heard feedback from you. You like, you know, you like stories from us, you like, you know, you, the real like motivating and 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 Christy's gonna kick my butt, kind of a thing. You like that in your face, but you also like a podcast where you you have takeaways and you can learn something. You're like, oh yeah, I really appreciate that. And this podcast is no exception because today we're talking about how to become more insulin sensitive. Before you stop and turn this off or go, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not diabetic. (laughs) We want to make something
1: very clear. At Code Red, we all eat like diabetics. Very true, Christy. And I think that we shouldn't wait until somebody says to us, you have a blood sugar problem. Your A1C is too high. Your fasting glucose is too high. You have a problem. We shouldn't be waiting until we hear that. Each and every one of us should be working towards becoming more insulin sensitive every day, even if your A1C is perfect and your glucose is your fasting glucose is beautiful. Your preprandials before you eat, your postprandials after you eat, if they're all gorgeous, every single one of us should be thinking about being aware of, and working towards becoming more insulin sensitive. Because two of the five metabolic
0: markers have to do with insulin. The One of them is you got to have that fasting glucose under 100. We prefer it under 100. And the second one is you need to have your A1C under 5.7. We would like to see it around or under 5, but still, you know, you need to understand. So what does all that mean? Let's back it up for those of you, because you need to understand how this applies to you. You need to understand how important this is for all of us to be thinking like this. The first thing is what fasting glucose, what is that? That means, and Carrie, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might get this wrong. You're good at this. You're good at this.
1: I like when you explain this.
0: I believe that when you go in to get a blood test, they ask you to be fasted. That means no calories for 12 hours. And so what does your blood, what is the sugar in your blood look like? If you haven't eaten for at least 12 hours, if you haven't consumed any calories for a healthy person that's metabolically healthy, that glucose should be under 100. But right. if your glucose is over 100, that means your body isn't effectively getting that blood out of the system. did I get, did I get that kind of right? Yeah. Getting the glucose getting the, out of this. I'm system. sorry.
1: Getting the sugar out of the blood. Right. So you are consuming food. Your body needs insulin to process that food. And Chrissy's going to explain this. And then we really need it to go away. We need a little bit and we need it to go away. It's a very important hormone, but what a fasting blood sugar that's too high tells us is that you needed it. And then it didn't quite go away, Christy. I like that. Why why is your body still so high? Did you not get enough? Did you have too much? Did you not get enough? Did you like what was going on? Why did your body still have such a high blood sugar level after the time when the insulin should have worked and should have left? So that's sort of what a fasting blood sugar could tell us. And you can do that with a glucometer at home. 100 is a normal blood sugar, but an A1C or a glycosylated glycosylated. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. It's like chimney, 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 chimney. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, or aluminum, 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 <laughs> okay. The hemoglobin tells us what your blood sugar has been doing over the course of several months. So it kind of gives you a rolling average. It's like, you can't crash diet, get an A1C and be like, I'm good. You can do that with a fasting blood sugar. You could not eat, you could take some junk, whatever. Maybe it'll get it down. But I always used to say when I was on the floor nursing, you can't hide from an A1C because it tells What have you been doing the last couple of months? And Christy, will you explain the role of insulin? Because I love the way you explain it. And before I forget, the A1C, oh. the, the nice way I like to say
0: is it shows how much sugar is coating the red blood cell over right. the course of three months. And you can't hide. I love that. You can't hide from an A1C. It's the right. truth. Have you been eating like garbage? Your A1C is going to tell the truth. And also, I like to say when it comes to fasting glucose, but I like with the way you explain that, but your insulin receptors could be wearing earmuffs. It's like shouting at someone who's wearing earmuffs. You're shouting louder and louder. So your body's trying to, it's producing this insulin to bring your blood sugar down so you don't die, but they just ain't hearing it. So what does insulin do? It's a vital hormone, a vital hormone. Insulin is the key that opens up your cells to tell your cells to absorb the nutrients. So it opens it up and everything comes in. So it's vital. If you don't open up that cell, nothing can
1: come in and you're going to starve and you're going to die. So, well, that's why type one diabetics die. Exactly. Like they have to have insulin or they will die, right?
0: Right. And they, and type ones, you know, we don't really deal with any type ones in the code red lifestyle. Although the code red life, a type one could drastically benefit from the kind of foods that we eat. Uh, And I just, so so insulin is you eat food, your blood sugar goes up. And then the pancreas releases a little bit of insulin. It's the key that unlocks the cell. Cell opens up and all the nutrients come in. You don't need very much and you don't need it for very long. You just need yes. a little bit and then you need it to get out of the blood sugar. And the reason this is vital is because for a lot of reasons, but in the presence of insulin, when it's doing its thing, all fat burning hormones are turned off.
1: So we, we want it to do its thing and then we want it to get out of there. We don't want it to hang around forever. And we don't want to have to have a lot of it. You've all heard about the type one and type two diabetics that don't choose, but mostly type two that don't choose to make positive changes mm. and they beat their bodies up. You're demanding insulin constantly ho-hos, I need insulin, pasta. I need insulin, loaf of French bread, Pepsi, Coke. You're just, you're constantly just saying to your poor pancreas, which is your beta cells and your islets of longer I remember that from nursing school. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's it. I'll be here all week. Um, you're constantly telling your pancreas, I need more, 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 more. And eventually your pancreas says I'm done. And depending on the level of doneness, kind of like a steak, it may be too done to where you need metformin or glucophage, or it may be really done to where now you're having to take long acting insulin in the evening to cover you for overnight and a short acting insulin over the day to uh, injectable insulins to cover you during the day. So there's lots of different levels of done, but what Christy and I are telling you today is we don't want you to get to done we want to be like, oh, pancreas, we love you. We don't want to put a lot of work on you. You just give us a little bit of insulin. We'll be okay. So that's what we're trying to teach you today is how to get your body to need less, use it and then let it leave, like be done with it. And
0: Insulin sensitive means you only need a tiny, tiny bit for it to do its job. You just need a little bit. So you want to be insulin sensitive. So everybody knows that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And we don't want to beat up our insulin. And guys, our bodies tell us, it's not like you wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have plenty of warning. Type two diabetes is, can I say it? I'm going to say it. It's your fault. It's your fault. You've done this to yourself now. I will say it's your fault, but I'll, I'll, I'll also back that up with, you don't know what you don't know. And maybe your doctor didn't tell you the way we're telling you. So very true. I, maybe I shouldn't say it's your fault. That's kind of harsh, but I should say that it's
1: caused by you. Is that a little nicer way well, to say I it? I think a good way to say it, it is a lifestyle related disorder. It's like if you were playing baseball and you slid into third and you broke your leg and you'd be like, <laughs> All sports are terrible. Well, no, all sports aren't terrible. You slid into third and broke your leg. So all foods aren't terrible. All life isn't terrible. Diabetes is a result. Of us living a certain lifestyle and eating certain foods, So it is a lifestyle related disorder. It's always so sad to me, Christy, when people that never smoke a day, like Dana Reeves, remember Christopher Reeves' wife, get they get lung cancer and they die. John Travolta's wife, terrible. They didn't do anything to their lungs. They didn't deserve it. They didn't. They didn't have any lifestyle things that added to the, to them getting cancer, lung cancer, but I can tell you with diabetes, I've never heard of anybody getting type two diabetes. And please, I may be wrong on this. There may be some esoteric, strange, idiopathic thing. I don't know about it is because we just asked our pancreas to do too much for too long and it's done. We wore it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to talk to you about how you can be more insulin sensitive, how you can help your body along. And it's, it's not difficult. It's not over the top. It's not like, we've got to just do all these huge changes. They're very small changes, very small things you can do that will help you. Even if you're, whether you're type two, You're pre-diabetic. Two thirds of this country, 200 million Mm -hmm. people are pre-diabetic. That means you're knocking on the door of type two. This is your warning. This is your wake up call. I'm telling you, I don't know why doctors are not like our dad, Carrie, when I, when Carrie, when dad had his heart attack, I asked the doctor, what was his A1C? And he was 5.7. So, and, but nobody said anything to him. So he was right on the cusp of lopping over into being pre-diabetic but not wow. nobody said anything. And I mean, personally, I
1: would think that maybe the doctor would mention that, Hey, Larry, your blood sugar's running a little bit high. Why are we waiting until we need metformin? Why are we waiting until we need glucophage? Why are we waiting until we're uh, having trouble peeing, till we're having trouble seeing, till we're having numbness and tingling in our hands and our feet, especially our feet? Why are we waiting until we have wounds that don't heal? Why are we waiting until we have digestive issues? Why are we waiting for the side effects of diabetes? I, and this, this is a whole nother podcast of my aggravation with the, the modern medical not sitting down and saying, you know, they tell them, Christy, oh, it's okay, eat this processed carbs, but, you know, eat brown rice and eat grain bread, you know, healthy grain bread, but just give yourself a crap ton of insulin to cover for it. And I just, Christy, I've seen people in the ICU that require so much insulin to get their blood sugar down, then I'm having to load up syringes. And I'm saying to my coworkers, this is a while ago too, because it's been a few years for me since I've been on the floor. uh, Do we have the 100 unit syringes, the big ones? Like we're having to give people- so much injectable insulin to get their blood sugars down, and that's a really sad spot to be in. They have not only earmuffs, but they got like like sound boards, and you know they got like you know big cement walls over their ears. Their cells are were having to slam their cells with injectable insulin to bring their blood sugars down. It's so sad, Christy. It, it, that was one of the most sad things I saw.
0: Well, traditionally trained medical doctors, our medical paradigm does not treat right. diabetes this way. We right. We kind of use a pill for every ill and we don't. Treat the root cause. What is the problem? The problem is the crap diet that's driving these high blood sugars. The high blood sugars are is driving uh disease. We know this, but we don't treat it like that. You know, I I'm all for modern modern medicine. Like I've said, if I fall off my bike and I break a leg, please take me to the ER. Please don't take me to a naturopath. But there are a lot <laughs> of things that the naturopaths do that they, you know, we're getting to the root cause. So let's talk about very simple. Yeah things that you can do to become more insulin sensitive and help your
1: body out. All of us, all, everybody of us. should be doing these. Yep. Everybody, 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 everybody. And these are not like climb to the highest Tibetan mountain and find a leaf that a monk has cultivated. Rub its juices across your lips three times a day. We're talking easy junk guys. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about Christy, if it's okay with you, I'm going to start out with, Movements. I'm not talking about exercise. Don't be like what? Carrie Code Red. Yes, feel free to call me that. Carrie Code Red said that uh we don't have to do that to lose weight. And now she's saying, I am not saying exercise. Let me be clear. I think everyone needs to be exercising. Of course, it's not a way to address weight loss. Christine, and I both exercise daily daily. I would love to go seven days a week, but sometimes it's hard to get off the farm, but I am moving Christy. Even if I'm not exercising, I am moving daily, moving daily, everybody. I don't care if you weigh 400 pounds. I don't care if you weigh 25 pounds, you need to be moving daily. We're not talking about
0: CrossFit. We're not yes. talking about Siri. We're not talking about Zumba. Well, I don't care what you do. We're talking about you just getting up and walking. Well, movement like, Carrie's gonna laugh when I say this, but I believe in walking dogs. If you have dogs, <laughs>
1: I know she's. But it, I'm not
0: judging. It's you. an
1: ongoing joke. If any of you guys watch her stories, and you'll know what we're talking about. Insider joke, family joke,
0: it's family joke. So if it's we're talking about going walking to your mailbox and getting the mail, yes. moving your body and stop staying in the recliner. I am shocked at the amount of people that sit all
1: day long. Standing at the airport, Christy, when I just flew home a couple of weeks ago from your house, I'm amazed the people that just slump over. Oh, and I'm up and I won't show you because my pants don't match my top. So I won't stand <laughs> up and show you. I have my exercise pants on and I have my code red coach top on. So, I um, but I was doing squats and I was doing lunges and people were looking at me like I was crazy. And it's not like I was doing a full workout, I was simply increasing my blood flow to my extremities. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going on a walk. One of the people that Christine, I follow said this the other day, and it was phenomenal. He said, do you know how many people would kill for the privilege to be able to walk because they're in wheelchairs? Mm. So you know what, guys, let's not waste the ability to get out and walk, walk. I'm not talking about a 10 mile walk. I'm talking about just stretch your legs, move your body, put on some music, And just move, just move your muscles. So movement will increase your insulin sensitivity. And how do we know this to be true, Christy? Well, I'll tell you what,
0: we've had people that wore these uh, continuous glucose monitors. And I, in fact, have worn one just to do some experimenting. And what we notice is so post perennial after your meal, the CGM will read and you can even just test your blood sugar uh, with a little needle poke and, and using the glucometer. Okay. I guy closellated hemoglobin. No, I'm just
1: glucometer. Glucose monitor.
0: Glucose <laughs> monitor. Um, so post meal, you might test it, it might be 95. Let's just say that's pretty low. But if you go for a 10 minute walk right after you eat, you'll see that go drop down to ni- to 75. That's what mine did. Just going for a 10 minute walk after wow. I ate
1: mine dropped down 20 points, 20, 20. So movement is super important to becoming more insulin sensitive. And again, I want everybody moving every day. If you're doing code red, I want you moving. If you're in weight loss mood mood or mode, I want you moving. If you're a kid, I want you moving. Stand up and walk in place. You know, bicycle your legs while you're sitting on the couch. This is not hard stuff, guys. You need to be moving your body. Otherwise, you're going to start to have degenerative problems. And it really will affect your blood sugar. So I think it's a great idea. It'll make you more insulin sensitive. I love this one. Everyone should be moving. It'll help get that blood sugar down. It'll help shuttle that glucose
0: out of the blood and get it where it needs to go. And uh, you won't be running these high Blood sugars for a long all night long, especially when if you eat in the afternoon. Uh, it's so much easier for your body to that's probably I was gonna talk about how I'm debating as I'm talking whether I should bring this up because I don't want to <laughs> go down the rabbit hole. I want to keep this simple, but I love talking about this. I do too. It, I was thinking about morning versus evening, but especially ah. if you're eating a code red red bowl, we don't eat after 6:30. But if you are in the challenge and you're eating, you know, a 6:30 or 6. Definitely move that body, even Gotta if you stand up and sit down in a chair for 10 minutes. I don't care, got it. That's
1: really going to help get that blood sugar down. Yep, yep. I'll never forget after I had Chase, Christy and I Chase is my son, so I was 24 25, and we were at Walmart and we had him in the carrier, and he was not a little baby. And uh, Christy was like, Yeah, Carrie, and here I am postpartum. which. Christy's never been postpartum. So let me just preface that by telling this story. And she was like, Carrie, if you'll just take the baby carrier and do squats in the line at Walmart, you'll just start to feel so much better. And I'm, this is... (laughs) (laughs) Before I was Code Red, I remember thinking, yeah, I am bleeding and my vajayjay is all torn up and she's telling me to do squats. So great. But Christy Code Red was right. Movement is huge. It's huge. So yeah. So number one is movement. Number two and number three go hand in hand. I'm going to tell you them both and then we'll talk about them both together. So number two is eating less often and number three is no snacking. So these go hand in hand. So Christy, eating less often and go. Yeah, it is the number one, three, the third biggest
0: lie in weight loss is yes. that, well, you need to eat three meals and two snacks. No, you're beating up your system. So I'm, you can listen to the third, uh, number three podcast. When I first am at the time of this podcast, we have over a hundred podcasts. So if you want to listen to podcast number three, I explain this in detail. I won't go into it right here in detail, detail, but eating frequently is beating up our system. Not only is it beating up our digestive system and it's not allowing our body, our gut lining to regenerate, but you're triggering insulin all day long. When you eat every two hours, just when your body finally gets that insulin out of the blood from that meal, you eat a snack and then you're releasing more insulin. Your body never has a chance to return to baseline. Your hormones never have a chance to just come back down. You're always triggering that insulin.
1: Therefore you're never burning fat all day long. You're not burning any fat. Right. I find it interesting because I was explaining this to someone on the, on a zoom call yesterday, Christy. And I was saying that when I was heavy, I never knew what it was like to be hungry, Christy, because I would. So if you think zero to 10, zero being starving, 10 being stuffed, I would fill my to like an eight. And then as soon as I got to a five or six, I would eat again mm. up to an eight. And then as soon as I got to a five or six, God forbid, I should get to a four. I would stuff myself back up to an eight. We're Christy, are you saying I should do that thing where I never eat? No, we're saying stop eating when the sun goes down and eat again when the sun comes up, guys, just like our ancestors eat. We're not trying to promote any kind of crazy, you hear all the all the buzz intermittent fasting, all those crazy words. We're not talking about that for this podcast. We're talking about keeping it simple. Just eat less. Often. And that goes right with number three, which is stop snacking. Thomas DeLauer, I'm going to steal it from Christy. He Mm. did it so great. He said, if you give kids toys all the time. And same with dogs. I was just watching a dog training video and they were talking about this toys, just laying all around. Don't look back here. Cause you'll probably see toys. And then they're just like, whatever. They never figure out how to play on their own. When we were kids, y'all, it was go out and just be outside. We didn't get an iPad. Of course they didn't have them. I'm going to say it. Uh, we got like a pen and a cassette tape, you know, to roll the mm-hmm. tape back in. So yeah. we had to Think of ways to keep ourselves entertained. So if you're constantly giving your body food, it never learns how to function without food. That's why we want you to not snack. We want you to not snack because it forces your body to think of other ways to get energy. It forces your body to use up all the little glucose that's left and your body does not have to require insulin. It's not, you don't have to provide insulin to it. You're giving your pancreas a rest. So it is similar to number two, eating less often, but it's also that we just want you to eat less often and not snack all the time. And I love the idea of kids. I got to tell you, I just had my body
0: fat tested recently and I've got 40 pounds of fat. So 40 pounds of fat, one pound of fat is roughly 3,500 calories. I'm doing a little bit of math here. I have 140,000 stored calories. If you eat all the time, you are not giving your body a chance to tap into that stored energy. All of that is stored energy. The magic happens in between meals. Yes. But We are so brainwashed in our society that you got to keep up your metabolism by eating all the time. Well then, but we're sicker and fatter than ever in human history. So that ain't working. And the magic happens when you just eat two or three meals a day, wait at least five hours. And that gives my body a
1: chance to tap into 140,000 stored calories. That is the magic with becoming more insulin sensitive, which is what we want. Also weight loss, also good health, but we're really talking about insulin sensitivity. Also, I have said it before. I will say it again. If there is a zombie apocalypse, Chrissy is going to outlive all of us, because you don't have to be fast. You only have to be faster than the slowest person that the zombie's right. going to catch. Yep. So she's going to she's going to outlive a lot of us. Um, I'm going to make it for a while in Kentucky, but I'm just telling you, Christy will start jogging like Forrest Gump and she'll get all the way here and then we will live off the land. So I'm just just want to watch out <laughs> if there's a zombie apocalypse. Watch out for Christy. You know, Miles, by the way,
0: Miles has a stored up like he's got like a survival bunker. I and I believe um, it. And, and he's like, listen, you never know. He's got food, ammo, guns, Bart. like he's smart about it. So you can't, don't come to the Nickel Hewitt household if there's a, cause we're going to be surviving just fine and we'll, we'll shoot if, We're going to be fine. And, and Christy has 140,000 calories. calories. I mean, it's going to take a long time for me to <laughs> starve to death. I mean, thank you, grandma terrorists. Cause I got yeah. the- I've got these hips. I've got plenty of stored fat. So I got some that's, too. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't snack in between yes. each meal. And we do, we give our kids, we'll give them a snack, give them a snack, give them a snack. We feed them constantly guys. They're just little humans. They're just little us. And so they don't need snacking all the time. Let them
1: have a chance to have their hormone levels come back down too. I have stopped asking my daughter probably in the last six months, if she's hungry, if she is hungry, she will tell me. I don't ask her, did you want dinner? Do you want something to eat? If she's hungry, she comes to me and she says, mom, I'm hungry. Oh, what do you want? I've stopped. I let her eat when she wants. I don't let her eat what she wants, but I let her eat when she wants. I really do. I've stopped making it about these set meal times. And she is inadvertently regulating her own insulin levels by eating at her own when she's hungry. So movement eating less often and stopping snacking are you ready for number 4 christy you know what i just want to say i don't even oh. we don't even
0: use the word snack on code red no. i don't like it no. i don't it's, it's a it. horrible word but yes i'm ready for the
1: next one like jim gaffigan goes we'll probably go there and get something at the food bar and then we probably should pick up a snack on the way back and i'm sure they have something to eat when we get home <laughs> You're going to eat your way through Disneyland. Yes. Um, okay. The next couple ones involve some food. So I'm just going to put number four under a food category. And there are awesome studies. Please feel free to Google them because I don't have them right now. But there are some awesome studies that show that adding cinnamon and ginger to your diet both help increase insulin sensitivity. And they're very complicated. It all has to do with cells and hormones and coatings. And, and y'all, y'all don't come here for the science. Y'all go to other places, but I just want to throw that out there that if you are interested adding some cinnamon, adding some ginger, just act, just teasing with the ginger, ginger and the cinnamon, don't do that. But, um, those are really helpful for insulin sensitivity. I'm not sure if you know more about that, Christy, do you? I don't know a lot more, but I will tell you that cinnamon is insulin
0: mimicking. So, oh. it's when you when you have a little bit of cinnamon, the cell is going to open up to receive nutrients but without needing the insulin. Oh. So, it's, yeah, and and if I got and please let me know if I got that wrong. I'm sure that the viewers and the listeners, but that's what my understanding is. It's an insulin mimicking. And it's incredible. You really should put cinnamon my gosh, giving your kids cinnamon sprinkled on apples or I, that it just doesn't get any better than that. There's a lot of great properties to that, but it's insulin mimicking.
1: That is a cinnamoniniminiminiminimin. <laughs> glycosylated hemoglobin glycosylated hemoglobin. <laughs> Why am I saying all the words that are hard to say? So cinnamon, ginger, and then number five, I like, and I like the research around soluble fiber, Christy, because if you have soluble fiber, it takes glucose a while to be absorbed. And my favorite is chia and flax, ground flax and chia seeds. You guys, chia seeds are awesome. When chia is activated, it becomes that kind of gelatinous, yeah. Like, uh, aloe vera. It actually holds on to toxins in your intestine and helps you poo out toxins. Yay. For pooing toxins. Chia is amazing. It's a great source of, um, lots of vitamins, vitamin K especially and protein. So I love chia. I love flax. I love that it will slow down the absorption of glucose in your body. So adding those to your diet, like doing oatmeal, meal, which is no oatmeal. Uh, it's a little thing that Christy and I, I don't think we invented. We just kind of coined the idea of no oatmeal, um, which is chia flax, a little bit of almond milk or flax milk, adding these kind of things consciously daily to your diet, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of ginger. You are really going to help with your insulin sensitivity. These are easy things, guys, chia flax, note meal, cinnamon, ginger, getting up and hard movement. This is not hard stuff. Yeah. If you
0: want to talk about detox, there's that buzzword detox. The body knows how to detox itself, provided there are no toxins coming in. But if you give it water. And if yes. you do some natural things like cilantro or like uh, the cilantro ginger cream. and cinnamon, like the chia seeds that, that become gelatinous when they become wet and they bind to the toxins and move them through your colon by way of peristalsis. That's the cramping of the colon. And you do, you poop out the toxins and your body knows how to do that. But of course companies that are out there to make money and, and I'm all, I'm all for that. They want to sell you a shake, They want to sell you some detox blend. They want to sell you some sort of a greens blend pill thing that helps you detox. You don't, your body doesn't need help. It just don't need. need, Yeah.
1: You don't need to shove tubes up your hiney to detox. Right. Exactly. (laughs) What? What? Ah! Why don't you drink a gallon of water every day? The only exception I'm going to say to a detoxing, and I, I think that Christy agrees with me on this, is heavy metal poisoning. Heavy metal poisoning is like, you know, when people get arsenic, when people get aluminum amalgam from our fillings when we were a kid, Chrissy, yell, Christy and I had all amalgam back in the day, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And remember the amalgam machine? <laughs> you can hear it going. So uh, I think that kind of poisoning, if you have high levels of that, go to a naturopath, go to a um, functional medicine physician. That takes a little more work to detox. But your years of Wendy's, your years of Taco Bell, guess what? Code Red can help you get rid of that. And we can also help you make you more insulin sensitive. And even if you choose not to eat code red, that's fine. I don't really know why you're listening unless it's just to listen to some two beautiful ladies, but, um, we can, you can also just keep eating the junk you're eating. We don't want you to, but you can do certain things to make yourself more insulin sensitive. And one thing I want to add to the list, I just thought of it, Christy it's brilliant. It's straight from the Lord is eat code red. will make you more insulin sensitive. I mean, I would think it's obvious. I would think it's obvious. I was trying really hard to come up with ideas that were outside of what we always talk about at code red, stop eating processed foods and you will become more insulin sensitive daily. Christy daily. I deal with People writing into the help desk that are type 2 diabetics, okay? And they start code red. Thank God, it's awesome. Well, all of a sudden, Christy, they go from eating macaroni and cheese and ding dongs to eating Brussels sprouts and steak, and their blood sugars drop drastically because their medication and their insulin is set up for someone that's eating processed foods. Well, all of a sudden, you bring it down here, you're gonna have to adjust your medications. That right there, folks that are listening right now, listen. That right there, the fact that I get those tickets, that's proof that you become more insulin sensitive when you eat code red. That's proof right there. I talk to these people all the time. What do I do? Stop taking so much medication. Of course, consult with your doctor, titrate appropriately, get some help. But that right there is proof that you can need less insulin if you'll just
0: eat real food. There's no pill you're ever going to be able to take a pill, a powder, a potion, there's nothing you'll ever be able to take, even from a naturopath or even from a well-meaning doctor, very well-trained doctor or provider, that is going to be more powerful than your food. In fact, most providers, absolutely, naturopaths that you go to for heavy metal poisoning detox, for example, the first thing they'll say is, uh, if they're and I know, yeah. I know this because this is what they teach them. They're going to say, well, "What are you eating?" First yes. job one yes. is going to get you on a, a real food uh, diet that's close to our ancestors. It's going to be on, you know, getting off the soda, getting off the Red Bulls, stop drinking so much wine, because no pill is ever going to be able to undo right. the damage of of Arby's.
1: I mean, you can't be like, I need to get rid of that amalgam feeling. <sighs> Yeah. For those of you who can't see me, I'm smoking a pretend smoke, fake smoking, which by the way, I don't know how to pretend smoke because I've never really smoked. Some people are really good at it. One time I pretend smoked like this backwards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good, but you can't come to your, to your naturopath, pretend smoking and be like, yes, I'm really worried about my hypothalamus. What? Quit what smoking. What about the
0: ICU, the, the famous ICU story about the ICU patient refusing, you know, a, a, like a demanding filtered water, but they're smoking like, I, like, what?
1: oh, yeah, they, they come in for a meth overdose. <laughs> Lord help them. And but they want filtered water. What? You want bottled water, but you're here because you did an eight ball of cocaine. Well, already, you're not <laughs> nailing the basics.
0: We did a podcast called Nailing the Basics, and guys, basics. Uh, you got to, Ian Carrie, I didn't tell you this, but I got approached by a company that does, they do detox from heavy metal poisonings, and they said, you know, this is a really great product, and I have no doubt that it's a great product, but yes. I said, we at Code Red, we keep things simple, and my zone of genius is getting people out of the drive-thru yes. and into the kitchen. When we nail this, then, and they still don't feel good. Maybe mold, maybe am- amalgam, you know, whatever, Absolutely. maybe, yeah. but that's just not what we do at code red. And I refuse to partner up with companies who are very well-meaning, like they're very highly educated and probably a very good product. I am not going to go down that road. It's not what we do. We got our work cut out for us at code red, just getting you out
1: yes. of the Carl's jr. Yeah. And the only reason I bought up heavy metal is that I think that's the only kind of poisoning that I feel like sometimes once your diet's in line, you might need a little extra help with. Otherwise, I really do think your body has the ability to detox. Mold is another one. Chrissy's absolutely right. But you guys, let's stop eating Jack in the Box instead of worrying about mold. Let's just stop with the little Totinos on the sheet. (laughs) bake them at 450 for 12 to 15 minutes. How do I know that? I know that because I was fat, y'all. I was fat. I was 270 pounds. I knew exactly how to bake Totino's. That's a pizza rolls. I knew exactly how to do it. So, but we want you, we want you to move in. The, I love how Christy says this. So I'm going to say it this week. I'm going to say, we would love for you to move in the direction of better health. And part of that is being mindful of insulin, how much your body is needing, I don't think you need to go buy a glucose monitor. I don't think you need to do any of that. I just think you need to move every day. I think you need to say, I'm going to throw some cinnamon in my coffee today. I think you need to say, you know what, Carrie, instead of snacking before I eat dinner, I'm just going to hold off and not eat till it's dinner time. That's what I want you to do to start to move your body in the right direction of needing less and it working more effectively. That's what I want. If you don't need four grams of Tylenol for a headache and Mm -hmm. you only need 25 milligrams of Tylenol instead of 4,000, why take 4,000? We want your headache to go away with the least amount of Tylenol. Same thing with insulin. We want your blood sugar to come down with the least amount of insulin. And that's what we're working on today in this podcast.
0: I absolutely love talking about diabetes. I really do. I wish I knew I wish I could go shadow an endocrinologist in a clinic all day long. Be no. like, I, you would hate that. Really? Oh, because of the fact that they go against what we believe Christy, huh?
1: you'd be like, what, what? <laughs> They'd be like, oh, can somebody in security please come get Christy code read? Uh, we're going to have to ask you to leave, ma'am. It would not go well. I've met endocrinologists not right, all of them right. believe like that. I don't mean right. that snotty because not all of them believe like that. A lot of them believe like you. So I don't mean that, but I went to a, a lot of them Well, I went to
0: a mastermind with an endocrinologist who was there and I I, I was dying to, I was dying to pick his brain. I said, Oh my gosh. And I said, and he goes, I keep, I try to keep my diabetics under 200 grams of carbs a day. And I was like, you know, that's too many. Like they don't need more than 10%. And he said, yeah, but they're not going to do it. I was like, Oh, they will. When they come to code red and they will, when they fail on your program, like I just, it's like desperate times call for desperate measures. And I love talking about this and guys, when two thirds of the country is
1: pre-diabetic, don't you think that's desperate times? Yes. And I think part of the problem though, I just want to, I do want to give props to our medical providers because I do think that they have less time to talk to people. Mm. They have to move people through faster. They don't have time to get, I don't think they're uncaring people. I think they're amazing, awesome, intelligent people who are just caught in a crap system that is not allowing them to spend the time they need with patients. So I do think that is part of the problem because I think this guy, if he had all day, if he only had two patients a day, yeah, he'd spend all day talking about how to eat better. But the truth is people don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it till they lose an arm or they lose a leg or they step on a tack and they don't know what's in their foot for three weeks until it's infected and they lose their leg. I mean, that stuff happens y'all. And even then it's true. And even then you guys, even then They order the hamburger and the fries and the fruit cup and the yogurt in the hospital. And I just sit there and I think, so, okay, the other leg. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, you guys, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it just what we want is not perfection from you guys. We just want you on a path to doing better. And that's why we bring these things up to give you real takeaway tips to get things a little bit better for you. Just let's help your body in the right direction.
0: Yeah. These are small changes that can make a big impact. Amen. If you are interested in trying uh, and in moving in a direction of better choices, we can help you on the 10-pound takedown, and it is uh, every month. So if you missed this last one, we have one starting soon. 10poundtakedown.com, that is the best place to get started because Code Red, we follow the proper human diet. We don't do Shakespeare's diet foods, or exercise. We follow real food, water, and sleep. And I get plenty of hate mail. And it's so funny because it said the Code Red Diet when this lady said, the Code Red Diet should be banned. And I'm like, but it's what humans were created to eat. How could it be banned? Best I mean, of we- luck to you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so we would love to have you join 10poundtakedown.com. And of course, rate and review. Please share this podcast. Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle is ranked in the top 30. Of all podcasts. yeah of all the nutrition and weight loss podcasts in the united states so we thank you that's because of you thank you for that and guys we will see you on the next episode thank you thank you thanks so much for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle if you're a code red rebel and you haven't already downloaded your free code red lifestyle on the go guide then now is your time to get a copy This guide will teach you how to stay code red approved, even with your crazy life schedule. To get a copy right now, all you need to do is open your podcast app, go to this episode show notes and click the link to get your code red approved on the go guide. So I will see you on the next episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle.